Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Couch of Sports podcast. Uh, I'm here joined by one of the co-hosts of the Lovecast, Max Lebelzik. Max, how are we doing? I'm doing great, Butsy. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure having you on, uh, my good friend. But today we got we got a lot of exciting news uh, in sports. We have, you know, the big news, Donovan Mitchell trade. We have Russell Wilson signing an absolute bag, Colin Sexton getting a bag, Delino tearing his ACL. Um, never like to see that, uh, especially because I think he's going to be a key piece this year. Aaron Judge expected to sign with the Yankees in the offseason, which is big because there was a lot of talk that he was that he was gone out of New York after the season. So the fact that he's expected to sign and stay in New York is pretty big. But Max, where do you want to start? Let's start with uh with Donovan. That's that's what I'm most excited to talk about, I think. All right, well, let, let's talk about Donovan. You go first. I'll let you go. I absolutely love this trade. Um, I think like I, that that was a really good package that the jazz got i know some people didn't like it as much and i know that there was rumors of like an rj barrett package from the knicks that would have been better but i think the jazz are clearly tanking to get um victor Wembanyama this coming up this upcoming year and i don't blame them he's a seven foot two kevin durant basically um those are once in a lifetime players and he has pretty good health history so it makes sense why you're why if you're the jazz you're tanking um the the thing that's that's a little confusing is those those first round picks from um, Cleveland because Cleveland's not now not going to be bad like they're going to be very good so those picks yeah, aren't going to be two, the two pick swaps yeah the swaps and the three first rounders that they got I mean like it's good to have three like first rounders but those are like 2025 2027 and like 2029 those are all going to be when Mobley and um like their team is really going to be coming into their prime. So that's going to, you would presume that's going to be when they're at their best. Um, so because of that, like those picks aren't super high value because Cleveland's going to be really good. But I liked what they got. Um, just so we know, the full trade it was like Donovan Mitchell for three first rounders, uh, two two pick swaps, um, Larry Markkinen, uh, Okayag Baji, who I really like. That's a very Baji, nice piece like for the Baji Jazz. Too. Great defender. Um, I like him. He's probably one of the more complete players coming out. And um, Colin Sexton, obviously, I'm not a huge Larry Markkinen fan. I think he's a big man who isn't a big man. Like he's a big man, but he doesn't. He plays do like a bitch. He plays. Like yeah, a bitch. he doesn't yeah. do anything that big men do. So he's not really that super useful. He kind of, I don't know. He's he's not gonna be that great. Um, Colin Sexton ended up signing. He ended up re well signing an extension. I believe it was like what four years, seventy two million. Yeah, yeah. Something so like that. it's, pretty, honestly, it's a not, pretty good bag for him. Yeah, it's a good bag for him and not a bad extension because that's only eighteen million a year, and um, you're getting a pretty a really solid. Like he's gonna put up good numbers on a bad team. I think that's probably what the peak is for Sexton. I don't know if he's a great um, number one, but you know the Jazz are looking for Victor, so I really like this trade for Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell is exactly who they needed. This was like an, the absolute perfect pickup from them. Now you have Darius Garland running the point. He's a great facilitator and also a very willing scorer. You have Isaiah, Isaac Okoro. He no longer has to do anything scoring related, which he couldn't do to begin with. He never scored the balls. He's just a great on like one of the best defenders in the league. You have Jared Allen and you have Evan Mobley who fit in just beautifully. This is a great team and they still have some moves that they can make. They can get rid of Karis LeVert. They can get rid of um, Kevin Love's contract. So they got a lot of room to grow and they're going to be really, really good. I really like this trade. Yeah, it's a beautiful, <clears throat> it's a beautiful five that the Cavs put together. Though R.I.P. Sexland, one of the greatest back. R.I.P. Sexland. Now it's gay sex with Rudy Gay and yeah, uh... gay sex. <laughs> um, I don't really understand 
Actually, well, obviously, I understand what the Jazz are doing. They're trying to load up on picks. Uh, and obviously, with Ainge as a GM, we see that um, we've seen that it, it has worked for him uh, with yeah. the Celtics, obviously, getting Smart, Brown, Rob Will, Tatum, obviously, all these guys yeah, from the draft picks after, you know, we said the trade was horrible at the time when we traded with the Nets to get rid of uh, KG and uh, Pierce, but obviously worked out in our favor. So I think that it'll work out. Um, I don't. I think the big difference between the two trades is that I think the that Cleveland will be good in a couple of years when when it when it is time for those picks to come around. I don't like obviously the Nets were horrible, yeah. which is why the the picks were so high value. But I think the Cavs are going to be good for a little bit now, uh, especially for the next you know three four five years. I think they're going to be really really good. So I think the value of those picks isn't great, um, like they were with the Celtics, um, the Celtics picks and the and the Nets mm-hmm. picks, but. I do like this trade for uh, both sides, really. I'm a big fan of Sexton, and I'm just a really big fan of um, what the Cavs are doing, putting together a really good squad that's going to compete in a really tough Eastern Conference again. Bucks are going to be fully healthy. Celtics, Celtics will be fully healthy. Uh, actually, obviously, Delino's done uh, with the torn ACL, which kind of sucks. I mean, that was a gruesome, gruesome injury, too. Yeah, that was the... Um... If you remember Jamal Murray's injury, how he tore his ACL, it was literally the exact same um thing where he he planted on his left foot went over to euro and tore on the i believe it was on the plant he tore yeah it was on the plant you could just see like the you could see the ripple and like the tearing literally just the ripple in his knee it was disgusting it's it's weird too because the original reporting like i put out an episode after it happened and it said that um the original reporting was that he tore his mcl which was best case scenario for the celtics and him and that he'd be back in a month but for gallo um a torn acl at this point in his career is really tough it could mean retirement for him because he's extremely old but it also gallo was never one to use speed he's a very very slow guy so uh if he's losing a step his age er, his game doesn't require speed so you could see him come back but he is very old so it'll be it'll be tough to see yeah for sure let's uh let's move on to russell wilson he got a bag he got fucking paid Russell yeah. Wilson and the Broncos agreed on a five-year extension uh, that is a $245 million deal, $165 million guaranteed. Um, that's a lot of fucking money for this guy. But I, I think he's great. I think uh, a lot of people have him as a dark horse for MVP this year. Uh, they have a phenomenal defense. They have really good receivers. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm, a big, I'm a fan of this for Russell Wilson. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm actually not a fan of this. Um, I'm not super high on Russell Wilson. I think like one, he's an undersized quarterback, and those those types of players have a tough time aging in the NFL just because there's so much wear and tear on them. And he already has some issues. He had that thumb injury. We don't know how that's going to be looking. And he doesn't scramble anymore. And that's where he was really elite. Um, with the Seahawks, was his scrambling numbers were really really solid. They I, they've taken a massive hit since he's aged a little bit. And because of that, I'm just a little bit worried that you overpaid for and locked in um, a quarterback that's not going to age very well. Um, that's just my, my fear. I think with the talent and the, like that's happening right now, um, you can lock in and find a quarterback in the draft. I mean, I, I, obviously he's on your team now, so you're going to want to commit to him a little bit, but I just think five years and getting the bag that he got is a little bit of that's something that I could see coming back and nip, and hit uh, nipping them in the butt a little bit. But I mean, you got to overpay for talent. So that's just one of those things. Like we see yeah. it in the NBA all the time. You just got to pay. You got to overpay for talent because 
Although I say you can go to go to the draft and get a new quarterback, that's a lot easier said than done. And you don't want to be in uh, like that middle pack that that Denver was stuck in for the last couple of years since Peyton left, where they just don't really have a solid quarterback. They've been through what, like Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, like they want to win now. So I understand committing to him. I just think the five years was a little bit too long. I would have done like a three year, maybe. Yeah, I'm not a GM. I, I do agree with that. I think he's old, but. You know, I think their Super Bowl window is at most three yeah. years. By the time that fourth and fifth year rolls around, I don't know if the team will be what it is now. Um, but I do agree that they did have to lock him down for a little bit longer. Um, I think that they still have a pretty decent window to go and try to win a Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they have they have obviously the personnel for it, and they I think they have the culture for it as well. Um, Denver obviously winning a Super Bowl with Peyton and uh, – you know, just being historically a pretty good franchise. Um, yeah, great franchise. Yeah, I'm just I, I like Wilson a lot. I just don't really think he's going to be great in the fourth and fifth years. I don't know how the team's going to be in his fourth and fifth years. Um, but although we're seeing quarterbacks play for a lot longer than they yeah. ever have, um, you know, Brady's moving into his mid 40s and still looks like he's 25 uh, yeah. and playing uh, great football, too. We saw I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you listen to part of my take. Do you listen to part of my take? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So they had Bruce Arians on the other week and Bruce Arians basically is still involved with the Buccaneers. I think he's just like some assistant. He just kind of watches and oversees things. And he said that Brady's throwing a football better now than he has his whole career. Um, you know, so to, to hear that is fucking unbelievable. I think Russell Wilson will take a page out of the little TB12 aging process. And I think um, because he lives a really healthy lifestyle, he's, uh, he's it's a just God his size. Man. It's just like Brady's got like just a bigger guy like and. Uh, Russ is just not as big. He's like what five six or five? Uh, oh, he's not five, five six. Not five six. He's like five ten, so five ten, short. five eight. Hold on, hold on. Let me look that up real quick. Let Russell me make sure I'm not Wilson height. He's not he's five five six. eleven. Was... He's five, five eleven. Oh Jesus! Five... All right, not five ten. Not five yeah, six. Dude, my bad. Fucking very... five six is five six is insane. That's Kyler. That's like Kyler, right? That's like Kyler height. Not yeah. really, but kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Anyone under you know five eleven doesn't matter. Um. Oh, no. Fuck off. Just um, but no, Kyler, I mean, not Kyler, uh, Russ. Yeah. I just think like that thumb injury was real, real tough. He had to have surgery on that. That could come back and bite him. I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm more of like a, I'm going to wait and see before I put all my eggs in uh Russell Wilson's basket, but that's what you got to do in the NFL to win. So it makes sense. And if, if, can we just go back to Gallo real quick? Um, oh yeah, sure. We, one we thing I've heard, one thing I've heard, um, in the rumor mill is that the Celtics are looking at Carmelo Anthony signing him oh, in, for the Christ. gala spot. I'm not opposed to it, dude. I'm not opposed to it too, but uh, I, I, I don't, it'll be interesting to see Melo play on a team where, you know, he's really doesn't have like LeBron or like one of his best friends on the team, or he's just the guy, like he was always the guy in New York. Yeah. And then he goes to LA uh, where you had like, he's on Portland. <laughs> Uh oh my god I completely forgot about Portland yeah yeah so you know I think Melo does still have something left in the tank I would prefer Gallinari obviously oh yeah uh I think Gallinari still I think he can still score like the same level that he has his whole career pretty much mm-hmm. um obviously Melo isn't the Melo next Melo um no. and obviously injuries are a huge concern with him since he's like fucking ancient in basketball terms and no basketball years and can't play defense but. <laughs> I I think it I I don't know. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think we'll he's get not gonna really play. Cheap. Like we'll if get like a veterans minimum, it'll be like a Joe Johnson where he comes in, yeah. hits a shot, it'll be on every social media page, and then you won't hear from him again. Exactly. He he won't 
play. I mean, Danilo, for that matter, wasn't going to play either. He 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 was in for um. Would have played like fifteen minutes a game. I think Delino would have played uh ten to fifteen minutes a game. I, I would have really been. Did. I th- well, I think I think he plays um Horford on back to backs. He takes Horford's spot, so he would have played on back to back. It was essentially he came in as rest for Horford because Horford's not going to do that what he did last season because he played so well. He's so they old need to too. they need to rest Man. him. Yeah, because he's so old. Which he learned he learned in OKC. He needs to get his rest. So I think sure. I don't think Danilo would have won would have played ex- like a ton. And I know in the playoffs he's not. They said he wasn't going to play because he's a defensive liability. So they just weren't going to throw. They weren't going to put him out there. Yeah, but yeah I just want to mention that Carmelo is a possibility. We're in talks. We're in talks for Melo to get. Well, I mean, you can't sign him for anything more than the veterans minimum. No, no, no. He'll be he'll be a vet man, which is what he'll be on any team. Um, I've also heard Rockets, which he played on the Rockets before, and I've heard um Lakers too. Again, so and yeah. again, I think I even heard Pistons actually as well. So. Jesus Christ. Another NFL highlight or a news story, actually not a highlight news story. The Bears president and CEO Ted Phillips is stepping down after 23 seasons and 39 total years in the front office. Um, they need this more than yeah, anything. Finally. The Bears are fucking horrible. They've been I mean, they got they were double doinked away from like possibly making a, a playoff run, but like I mean, they they need a re, they need a restructuring. Mm-hmm. I and, I love this move. Yeah, I think he needs to fucking leave. Uh, especially now, they're going to be the worst team in football. I I believe I think they're not going to get six wins. Their win total is like six and a half. I have the under there, so yeah, hammer that with me. Yeah, ride the under. Uh, Justin Fields is good. I think he has potential to be a good quarterback, but we don't know though. Yeah, right. We we have no fucking idea. And to be honest, there's no way for him to show it either. They have zero weapons yeah. and they have zero offensive line. Um, so I think scoring the football for them will be impossible. I think if, you know, once the GM and CEO's gone, 39, 20 years in the front office, it's fucking a long-ass time. Uh, bringing someone new, fresh, that's developed, that's changed with the game. And that's the thing about, you know, not to be a talk about Patriots, even though we didn't even, you know, they're not in the news story, but, like, Bill Belichick is one of those guys that just hasn't changed with the game. Uh, yeah. I think he got lucky a couple of times, you know, getting, like, Edelman, Chris Hogan, Welker, like, these basically just small white guys that can catch the football on slants and take massive hits. But um, neither of these GMs have have changed with the game. And so that's why I think Bill needs to go eventually. Uh, But I think this is a great step for the Bears uh, franchise. If you're a Bears fan, I think you're happy to hear this. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's that's a great franchise and it sucks. I like when the Bears are good, Um, like when Erlacher was there and all that. So I and Jay Cutler, even though he probably wasn't that great. He's and Arian Foster and all them. Wait, no, not Arian Foster. Wait, yeah. No, who was the Arian Foster uh, was on the uh, Texans. Texans. Yeah. Who was? Oh, I'm thinking of Matt Forte, right? Matt Forte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah got to yeah. mix it. Yep. There you go. He's a former tennis, or never mind. Arian Foster is a former tennis ball. Anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I just want Chicago to be good. I completely agree. I'm hammer. I'm gonna tail and hammer that under because that is a fucking e. That's just free money. It's free money. Free money. They might not get two wins this year. I mean, it's gonna be between them and Houston, and Houston honestly has a little bit of a fun team. So, I I don't know. It, it's gonna be. It's it, it's the start of something that needs to happen. They need to restructure their franchise, like you said. Um, you can't have it's sort of like um and for the for the Phoenix Suns, their owner who just doesn't Sarver who just doesn't pay. Like when you don't when you don't when you're a owner and you don't prioritize making the team better, I'm always well, because they don't care telling. about sports. They don't give a shit about yes. sports. So many owners don't care about 
sports and don't care about the teams yeah. that they're so owning. Don't All they care about the is that is that they put asses in, uh, in seats. Yeah. And honestly, if you have the money, sports teams are a great investment if from like an owner perspective. Um, you know, getting asses in seats, especially for a fucking decent team. Like, you know, like the Red Sox, they have um, you know, they have so many talented guys, but I doubt we're gonna pay half of them in the offseason and they're all gonna walk because mm-hmm. it's Fenway and Fenway's gonna sell out every game no matter what. So yeah. that's really unfortunate to hear uh and to to experience as a as a uh, a Boston sports fan, but yeah. One more well, thing yeah. about Donovan Mitchell. Oh, you got one more thing. Sorry, I just had a quick question. So I want. I'm not obviously not a Pats fan. I'm a Steelers fan, but I was just wondering, what is the? I want to take like a little read. What is the Bill Belichick um, dometer looking like? Is it are are you happy with him? I can't imagine you are. Like, do you want him out? You want him retire? Like, what do you want? See, this is this is a great question. So I think I don't think any two New England. Um, I think I actually hold on. Let me restart. I think it's split. I think it's yeah. really 50-50 split. I think half of people in New England want him to stay and half of people are, you know, ready to get rid of him. But I think that he needs to get out as a GM, but I don't yeah. I I like him as a head coach still. I just hate him as a GM, but you're not going to get rid of Bill the GM without getting rid of Bill the head coach. Yeah. Uh which I think sucks, but I do think that it's time to move on from Bill. The game's changed so much even from I would say last time the Pats won the Super Bowl. I yeah. think that the games uh, developed so much and, and changed. So it's, it'll be interesting to see this year, how we do. I'm not expecting anything, maybe like a nine and eight season again, or an eight, nine season. Um, I think we're just going to be middle of the pack and be okay. But I, I like Bill as a head coach. I can't stand him as a GM, uh, you know, fucking taking Cole strange. He could be the best offensive lineman or, ever. And I mean, he could be the best offensive lineman to ever play the game and no one would fucking give a shit. Yeah. Um, because we don't need offensive linemen right now. We need like, actual Every, talented we players we need talented yeah. players and, uh, and we went out and signed Devonte parker who's like 35 years yeah 35 but he's old uh and coming off of injuries so you know it's just it's it's a mess in new england i think that bill's just trying to piece it together and i think that's it's really not working um i think if you hold on to mac and have a couple of shitty years i think that we can get some good guys in the draft get some yeah. talent in the draft and it and if you remember, what was it last year? You guys had like the most expensive offseason, but who did you actually retain from that? Fucking like, uh, Hunter Henry and yeah. uh, Jonu Smith are like, we're taking like 65 million up. They're getting paid yeah. so much money as tight ends. We have the second, I think we have the second highest payroll for receivers in the NFL. Yeah. And you have terrible and we receivers. We have the least talent in the NFL. Yeah. And, and then, like, and then you also, like, you guys haven't hit in the draft. Like, you've missed, you've, you famously took, um, what's his face over Nick Chubb, even though they were on the same oh, team. Just, was it Sony Michelle? Think, yes. Yeah. Like, over Nick Chubb, you could have had Nick Chubb. Like, that was yeah. a tough one. Like, there's just a lot of, uh, you could have had, pass. you could have grabbed, uh, Pickens even. And you, Dude, we you, could have gotten fucking anybody and we just, we yeah. just don't. Bill, Bill is just so stuck in his ways of, and you then know how he won Super Bowls before because he had some guy named Tom Brady that could just handle yeah. the offense. That way, Bill could worry about like grinding in the trenches with the D lineman and the offensive lineman, and Brady would just handle the rest. But that's he's gone. Like he's literally the best quarterback ever to play. Yeah, and and then also Bill just didn't do a great job with us getting a coaching staff together. Like you lost McDaniel's, and then you bring in oh, it's abysmal. We have Matt Patricia and fucking yeah. Joe Judge co-calling offensive plays. If we it works, fucking, it, it, we have our defensive coordinator. We have, we have our defensive coordinator of like twenty years now calling our offense. It's yeah. it's just going to be a mess. I'm really not 
And usually you want it, an offensive coordinator to do that. So would like some guy that knows the offense to call the yeah. offense. But so it's uh, a, it's a it, like if it works, he's going to look like a genius. But it doesn't seem like it's working. And from like the re, like the reports coming out of like camp and stuff from very you know good reporters like Boston area reporters, they're saying like there's sometimes that this offense looks worse than it's ever looked. So Mac Jones was quoted saying like, you know, I think someone said the offense looks pretty shitty or looks ass. Yeah. And his response was, we'll figure it out. That's all yeah. figured out. So that, uh, that gives me scary. Really, that, that gives me hope that we're going to figure it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you just need I your second year it. quarterback to do it. I do like him though, to be honest. I, I like Mac Jones. Jones I, I, I like him too. I think you guys have your quarterback for the future. You just got to start building around him. And for some reason, Belichick just, I don't know what he's doing, but he's a lot smarter than I am. So, you know, we maybe they'll be solid this year. I don't know. It it could it could get a little scary. Yeah, it could. Let's, but don't uh, believe let's... that Dolphins hype, real quick. Don't believe. I don't. I don't believe in Tua. You know, oh, you yeah. don't. I I I think the Dolphins are going to be very good. I don't believe in Tua though. Yeah, I don't believe in. I Tua. think the Dolphins would be good for a couple other reasons, a mainly just their weapons and their defense. Yeah. But I'm not a big Tua guy still. No. I agree. But yeah. all right, let's stay on football. Let's talk some college football. Oh, let's do it. Um, let's talk about your Vols real quick. They opened up week one and absolutely laid the fucking wood oh. to Ball State, one by 49. It was um, beautiful. Backyard brawl, little uh, West Virginia, Pittsburgh action. Uh, Pittsburgh getting the pick six uh, with a tie game. Tie game, Pittsburgh got a pick six with like fucking three, four minutes left. Or three minutes left, sorry. Three minutes mm-hmm. left, pick six uh, to win the game. That game was so exciting to watch. I don't know if you watched it. I had goosebumps the entire time because that was a fully sold out Heinz Field. I'm gonna still call it Heinz Field. I know it's not. Called that I'm anymore. calling it that. I'm. It's Heinz Field. Don't right, even... It's Heinz Field. Yeah. yeah. So we had a fully sold out Heinz Field. It was 60 40, 60 percent Pittsburgh, 40 percent West Virginia, and it was just like football is fucking back. I like, love college was, football. It gave me the chills because like yes. they're, you know the fucking kid, the students are running around, they're hyping up. The players are you know hype on the field. Like it, it was just, it was really, it was a great football game too. It was a great, uh, I guess headliner to start week one of college football. Yeah. So um, I unfortunately missed that game. I was at the Vols game versus Ball State. Um, it was fucking loud. Did you go to we Tennessee were, or something? I do go to Tennessee. Okay, it's right. best goddamn university in the world, right there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was at the game. Um, first play, they threw a fucking pick, and then we turned around and scored right away, and I think my eardrums burst on that. That was awesome. Um, Tennessee actually takes on Pitt next, so that's going to be a great game. Um, I missed the Pitt I missed the pit in the West Virginia game, but I did catch a little bit of that Purdue-Penn State game, if you want to yeah. transition there. Purdue, which... They were laying, or they were not laying. They were they were um, plus three and a half at home, so that and was it, a yeah yeah that was and a tasty little. They they ended up not covering, but that was a tasty little. That if I was you, ended up sweating out the bet, and they ended up losing by four, unfortunately. But that, that would have been that's a bad beat. But that's a tasty little line right there. I would have taken that. Um, there's going to be some interesting teams this year. I am very, very excited for college football. I think Ohio State's going to be awesome. Alabama's going to be awesome. Georgia's going to be awesome again. There's just a lot of fun teams. There was a lot of fun games last night even. Like you said, um, what was your favorite game from last night? Was it that Pitt versus West Virginia game or was there? Uh, so I would say the Pittsburgh-West Virginia game was great football. 
uh, yeah. it really got me hyped for college football for the rest of the season because seeing seeing dude just fly around and like they're getting hits, they're up and screaming, they're fucking yep. pumped up. Like you don't see that in the NFL as much because it's a, obviously more of a professional environment. But you know, sleeper best game last night. Uh, yeah. So that game was fucking Brian FI at FIU was unbelievable. Brian ten and a half point dogs. Uh, went to overtime. Okay, went to overtime. Brian scores. FIU wins on a two point conversion after scoring on a fourth and four at Brian's five. So oh. I mean, that game. Uh, I saw the highlights this morning. It was unbelievable. You know, it's not a high key. It's not a high marquee game that obviously everyone has on their TVs. But I mean, a two point conversion to win in overtime on opening day of college football. It's insane. Nothing pretty better. Fucking pretty fucking cool. So that was. I would say. Uh, West Virginia, uh, and Pittsburgh, and then Brian and FIU were like my top two games. Those were yeah. fun games. I wanted to highlight too. Oklahoma State uh, travel or was playing Central Michigan. Oklahoma State's twelfth. They only won by two touchdowns against. Central yeah, they Michigan. were only twenty and a half point favorites. So I think Vegas had them winning by another touchdown. Uh, but that's a know, little scary. And like it's fifty eight forty four. Like you got to call into question Oklahoma OK State's fucking uh, defense if you're letting Central Michigan um score 44 points on you yeah the fourth the last uh seven minutes is really bad for oak state they went up 58 28 they were up 30 and then gave up two straight touchdowns yeah uh towards the end of the game not two straight touchdowns but two consecutive touchdowns to end the game so i think they might have just left their foot off the gas uh i think oak state is going to be a team that's going to have these type of score lines all season where it's 58 44 it's going to be you know 40 40 there's going to be a lot of high scoring games for oak state this season yeah so, uh, yeah. Um. This this weekend we got a great slate. We got your team, Sam Houston State, yeah, taking on Texas State. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna be a great game. Colorado State versus Michigan is gonna be really fun. Even though Michigan's favored my minus thirty and a half, like that's that might be a value bet right there. Cincinnati, Arkansas, another game that I'm looking at that I am very excited to watch. Two top twenty five teams. I think the, obviously Oregon, the game Georgia. of the week. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon Georgia. Another my game of the game. week. Well, the um, game of the week has to be um. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, it has to be fucking Oregon and uh, Georgia. Yes. And I'm I'm just saying Georgia minus 17 over Oregon. I'm looking at that line. I might I might be taking the Oregon spread on that one. I don't know. Minus 17 is kind of a big number. I don't know. I could see Oregon keeping it closer than 17 points. I'd be I wouldn't be shocked if if um, Georgia covered that, but I would be. I don't know. I feel like that's a very high number. What oh, I'm sorry. That I'm. Um, I was trying to find a game because I knew there was one bigger game. Notre Dame, Ohio State. That's that's the game of the week. Uh, oh yeah, the, the top five matchup. Uh, Ohio yeah. State minus seventeen over under sixty. That's fucking crazy for the number two team to have yeah. uh, be seventeen point favorites over the number fifth ranked team in the nation. But Ohio State is that good. I think. Yes, they um, are. Jackson Smith and Jigba is fucking ridiculous. Uh, they're gonna put up points every single week. They're going to be awesome. Um, they're going to be so fun to fucking watch, man. They're going to be so fun. But it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, and the National Championship. Yeah. Calling um, it. Calling it. Yeah. But there's there's just a lot of great games. But, yeah, I, I don't know. How did you feel about the uh, – the? do you think it's worth sprinkling Oregon uh, spread? Yeah. Um, I, I do like Oregon. Uh, they have Bo Nix from, yeah, Auburn. from Auburn. I didn't, I really didn't know that until today. I don't really think anybody knew that until, like, they started, He's started looking at these games. Boring games. Uh, I don't – love Bo Nix to be honest but I don't I do either think that he's skilled enough to you know to put up points so 
you know, 17 points for the Ducks. That's a lot of That's points. what I'm saying. That's what I'm That's saying. I mean, points. we've seen they, we, they've had some really good wins, and it's at the uh, Mercedes Benz uh, Superdome in Atlanta, too. And Georgia's Stadium in Atlanta. And Georgia's quarterback is, I believe, Stetson Bennett. I just, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him either. So Stetson Bennett was pretty good. Uh, he had a great uh, campaign last season, great national championship game. But, you know, 17 points for the Ducks, I think is too much. I don't think Georgia is yeah. that good. Uh, I do kind of find out. I would lean under here too. I think Georgia's defense is really good. They're always, yeah. like, they've always been a defensive team. Um, and when you're, I don't think their offense is good enough to, to really beat Oregon by 17 points. I think their defense yeah. will do a great job, but I don't know if their offense will put up that many points. I'm not sure about that either. And another game I'm, I'm you mentioned the Cincinnati Arkansas game. That's going to be a really great game. I'm loving that game. I'm I'm not going to take. I'm going to take the Arkansas money line on that one. I'm not going to touch the spread. And then I also like, um, as you mentioned, obviously Notre Dame versus Ohio State. That one's fucking awesome. I'm I'm not going to touch that game. I'm just going to enjoy it. And then also fun, yeah. Utah versus Florida. Um, I know Florida was was in shambles, and um, but I I would sprinkle. A little bit on the Florida money line, especially if you get them at plus odds. I just think that they have a little bit more talent than Utah does. I think that's worth putting it. I seeing Utah come in at a minus three and a three uh, favorite. It's definitely worth uh It's definitely you get some good value betting Florida. I would say. And, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm liking that. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, on Monday you got Clemson versus Georgia Tech. That's going to be a really fun game. Yeah, I think Clemson obviously ranked fourth in the nation after a couple of disappointing seasons after Trevor Lawrence left. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good this season. Uh, they had the best recruiting for... class in football this year. Yeah, so. it's really and also when Clemson like football is also fun when it, like Clemson's good or yeah. like uh whatever Florida's a good. Florida's a Florida's good a Florida State's good. Yeah, you know some school that isn't there every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're when another school like I just said a school that isn't at the top every single year. When NC they're state's playing, ranked yeah. right now, that's cool. Yeah, like these teams, uh, there's a bunch Miami's of teams that ranked usually again. aren't ranked. Yeah, Miami's ranked again. Baylor's ranked 10th. USC yeah. 14. Like Oklahoma. I, I don't think early. anybody will touch the top dogs, but I would love for like a Clemson or another yeah. team to just claw their way into like the Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama kind of bracket. Yeah. I would love it too. Um, And it's also worth mentioning just for Heisman watch. I know it's really early, but NC State's quarterback has been up there odds yeah. wise. Worth yep. watching that just to see him play a little bit. Um, Oklahoma has a couple of players. I believe their running back and their quarterback have been on a Heisman watch. Don't get CJ CJ Stroud, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, CJ Stroud, Ohio I State. I think he's, he's going to be the top player in the nation, to be honest. I really? Think yeah. Because I just think he's going to throw for so many fucking yards and touchdowns with Jackson Smith and Jigba, man. I mean, he was like the best receiver on the team last year as a freshman. Yeah. So I, I'm very, very excited to see what he looks like this year. And Alabama has that. Alabama has that um, linebacker who could be the best player yep. in the nation. Um, you could see a linebacker win uh, a Heisman, which be which would be fun. Bryce Young could all obviously win a Heisman this year. Get two. Oh, that's that was last year's. Can we talk about last year's Heisman for a sec? That was fucking yeah. horrible. That they literally just like just should have vacated it. Nobody deserved it yeah. last year. Nobody it was, deserved it last year. It was tough. And I also want to call in this. Why is Kentucky ranked 20th? Tennessee kicked the shit out of them last year. They didn't get much better. I hate Kentucky. I don't, I, if you want to feel talk like. About it. Yeah, go ahead. 
If you want to talk about a team that's going to fall out of the rankings, it's going to be Kentucky. I, I don't oh, like them. Oh, thousand percent. All right. Well, uh, because we're poor, we can't afford a Zoom extra or Zoom premium or whatever. We'll be right back. We have to cut this and we have to end the Zoom call and start another. So we're going to roll this conversation from Kentucky uh, right into the next Zoom. So we'll be right back. Bet. We're back, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Uh, Kentucky, they seem to be a team that will just start the season ranked and then within the first three weeks be like one and two. <laughs> yeah, I could like, see. I mean, Miami of Ohio, they're only ranked they're Kentucky's ranked 20th and somehow they are only a minus 15 favorite over Miami of Ohio. So, that tells you a lot about what you need to know. Their schedule coming up um is hold on, let me pull it up. They they're playing after this to take on Florida. That's going to be a tough game. <clears throat> then they have a couple of easy games, Youngstown State, Nor- Northern Illinois. Then they go down to Ole Miss and they Take on Ole Miss. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a good, good game. I think Ole Miss can pull that one out. South Carolina is gonna be a tough test for them. Mississippi State, Tennessee, those are all tests for them. And then they finish it off with, I mean, Vanderbilt's gonna be an easy win. Missouri's gonna be an easy win. Georgia they'll lose, and Louisville's gonna be an easy win. So they're they're gonna have a iffy season. I, they could, I mean, they could have an iffy season. Like I, I'm just not a huge fan of Kentucky, obviously. Yeah, their schedule is really hard, uh, and I think they'll put up a decent amount of losses this mm. season, but I don't think that makes them a bad football team. I just think that they have a really, really hard schedule, really challenging schedule yeah. uh, in conference, obviously. Uh, let's talk about Vanderbilt for a sec. They played Hawaii week zero and they made Hawaii made Vanderbilt look like Alabama. Don't get sucked I've never, in. I, I mean, obviously you have to bet Hawaii when they're on the Island. It's yeah. like, you have to, it's kind of yeah. just like, a law in Hawaii mm-hmm. that if Hawaii is playing on the big island, you uh, you, you have to bet them. You have mm-hmm. to bet the spread. Everyone and knows. so Hawaii, I think, had covered 14 of the last 15 years uh, opening day or opening weekend on the island, and they got fucking spanked. They scored first and then just didn't score the rest of the game. Um, I mean, whoever Vanderbilt's running back is, I mean, he literally just like walked through Hawaii's defense. Uh, I think it was in the third quarter. I turned it on at halftime, watched the third quarter for a little bit. They put up 35 points in the third quarter. And so after like the second touchdown, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to bed. Fuck this. Uh, but Hawaii plays again this weekend on the island. Uh, and I feel like they have a really good chance to redeem themselves here. Yeah, you got to take them on the island, like you said. Um, don't fall into that Vanderbilt trap. They're going to be dog shit. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But they're playing Elon and fuck Elon oh, yeah. for, They'll fu- for yeah. many, many personal reasons. Wow, fuck man. Elon. <laughs> <laughs> both of our sides, fuck Elon. On both many. of our sides, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Elon's a shit school. Um, so, they pretend to be a bunch of fucking hillbillies, even though they're in like the richest part of North Carolina. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I'm partial to Elon. I got a couple uh, people that I like at Elon, but, you know, Kato dude, Kato I mean, Kato Kato. if you're growing out, your fucking, um, what's it called? Your fucking mullets and you're down in the richest part of North Carolina. Like, it's just ridiculous. Come to the dirty South, motherfucker. You don't, you, you'll see. Not that Tennessee's that dirty, but still, yeah, you'll, Fair, you know what I'm saying? Fair, yeah, Fairfield, Connecticut will fuck you up for sure, bro. Don't, fuck, <laughs> don't that, fucking come to Fairfield. <laughs> yeah, don't come to Fairfield, um, man. They'll throw you in the ocean. Yeah, we'll throw you in the sound. Uh, Hawaii plays Western Kentucky. Hawaii getting 16. That's just too many points for Hawaii on the island again. Yeah. Over under 67 and a half, man. That's a, that is a fun over under right there. That is. Um, If you want any locks, by the way, Tennessee overs are going to be hitting every single game because they have a dynamic offense and an awful defense. So okay. if you're looking for some just dog, absolute dog locks, defense. Yes, if you're looking for some absolute locks, it's going to be because it's not like their line is bad. It's their fucking secondary. So 
it's just a lot of touchdowns that's going to be scored on Tennessee. And I don't know how much they did to, they brought in some guy, like a couple of cornerback transfers that are pretty solid, but I just don't think like they're going to be uh, much better on defense and their offense is really, really elite. So they had the best offense in the, one of the best offense in the nation um, last year. So, and they, they added this guy, Brew McCoy. I don't know if you know about him. He's from USC. Um, Basically he's going to, he's like one of the top, uh, athletes in the in the nation. Uh, he had some domestic violence issues at USC, but he's been cleared to play for Tennessee, and he played last night. Lovely. So you guys yeah. just you guys just got convicts on your team. You know, we're not like Miami, but we're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, Miami's pretty bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Max, one if you had to make one bet for this college football weekend, um, what would it be? What would it be? That's a good question. So I'm I'm thinking, hmm, it's a tough one. I, I I'm liking. The uh, the um, Oregon to cover. I'm somewhere between Oregon to cover and Florida money line. I was I was just thinking Florida too. I'm gonna take yeah. the spread, but yeah. Florida by a million. Yeah, and Florida's actually projected like if you look at the matchup predi- predictor, they're fifty two point one percent to win, but they come in a, uh, as three point underdogs. So, I mean that's always that's always worth sprinkling some cash it's a tough on. place I, to play uf's a yeah. tough place to play uh um, yeah especially with the uh the the fucking what's it called the height i don't know what it's called the sea dis the sea level where it makes your yeah. affects yeah, yeah, your yeah. breathing yep so. i i think they're gonna be a solid team um i don't i think they'll put up some shocking wins this season but i yeah. think they'll lose some bad games too i think they'll have some bad losses but opening at home against a top 10 opponent i think that place is gonna be fucking booming uh, the roster's not as great as it has been in the past, but I still think it's going to be good enough to to get the win tomorrow. Oh, it's Utah. at Florida. It's, oh, it's I'm at, yeah, it's in it's it's. In I thought Florida. it was in Utah. It doesn't even. No, so that's yeah, why I was confused. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, it's, that makes it's in sense. Florida. Sorry. Yeah. So the sea was like sea, sea level and elevation. I'm like in no like, elevation in, doesn't in, even in Gainesville. Matter. No, not in Gainesville. It doesn't matter. That it's just trash. Not in Trashville. It's um yeah Florida. Like as much as I hate the Florida program, obviously um. Because they're our bitter rivals. Like I, I, I actually do like them, especially at home. I'm, I'm thinking that might be a lock for me. Give me and Vanderbilt. I'll, give me Vanderbilt minus eighteen against Elon. Oh, spite, spite that. Spite <laughs> that's, that. That's a, that's a fucking. That is a spite bet. That is a degenerate bet right there. That is a degenerate bet, but add it to the card. It's a spite add bet. it to the card. Spite bet. Love it. I think. I think what I would like to do for the future is like if we just sat here or we would go over the full slate for a weekend take like put down like 25 bets we like or however many bets we like and then just come on the pod and rip them yeah i'm i'm down let's so we'll i'll write it down right here um let's write down let's take that florida are you taking florida money line you think or florida to cover i'm gonna take the spread take spread all right i'm I, gonna act on bird way too many times by taking the money line but yeah. i just feel safer taking the spread i just think utah as great like they're turning their their program around a little bit Big but time. they're just not gonna be um how do I put this? Like they're not going to be prepared for the swamp. The swamp is, is a whole, gonna it's gonna especially in in uh, early September, where like like today in Knoxville it's ninety one degrees. So can you imagine what's going to be like in Gainesville? It's going to be like ninety five, humid. And I don't know if the Mormons are ready for that. So I think I think it's uh <laughs> I think so. I'll write down butts plus three on Florida. I'm going to take the money line. Um, and then also let's see what else are we going to take? We should take um uh add me add me for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, yeah. All right, so in, listen, Bandy I'm going to do... Ben. I'm going to tail that. All right, perfect. That's going to be my... My mortal lock is going to be Florida plus three. 
Yeah. But I do like Vanderbilt as well. I'm also a fan of the over 60 in the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Uh, I think Ohio State is going to put up 45 by themselves. And I do think that uh, Notre Dame will be able to put up at least three touchdowns. So that will yeah. be another one of my plays that I will be taking for tomorrow or this weekend. I mean, we have fo- fucking college football all the way to Monday. Oh, it's beautiful. Also, uh, Oregon spread I'm going to take. Okay, there we go. Oregon, we have yeah. more days in September with football than without. I think we have eight days in September without football. Jesus, that's like amazing. Twos- Tuesdays and Wednesdays in yeah. uh, September. I think those are the only days that we don't have football. For the whole Dude, month. So it's like a literal, it's it's just so, it's so attractive. It's so hot. I'm going to say it. It hot. is. It's amazing. Also, I don't know why, but I really want to put some money on this Arkansas Cincy game. Can you help me find an angle to bet it at? Because I don't know. Like, I'm just loving that. I just want to have some money on that game. You ever heard of teasers? Why. You ever heard of teasers, Max? I've heard of teasers. Yeah. What are we teasing? So you could, so I like to do uh, six point teasers um, for just kind of like you two teams, six point teaser. It's like minus 120 odds usually. Mm. So if you do Arkansas, you think Arkansas is going to win? So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you I can do so. Arkansas. You can do Arkansas minus one mm. and then take a, like whatever other game that you kind of like, say, uh, oh, whatever, yeah. say Vanderbilt, say Vanderbilt, right? Against Elon, mm-hmm. they're 18. Now you can get them at 12. So yeah. you just need Arkansas to win and Vandy to win by two touchdowns against dog shit Elon, I think. <laughs> okay. So we're <laughs> going to do the. Arkansas, yeah. Arkansas, uh, minus one parlay with uh, Vandy. It's a minus teaser. Two. Make sure, make sure it's a teaser, not a parlay. Yeah. Oh, not a parlay. Got it. It's a teaser. teaser. So like two point teasers are the are what they're called. So you have Got to have it. two teams to have a teaser. They can do you do you can do a three point uh three team teasers for plus odds too. But yeah, you know, I like it, te- it's really good in NFL teasing in NFL. Yeah, I, really I was gonna like say going. I like teasing in NFL because like there's some there's some teams laying a lot of points i, I don't like that and I you like just know but down. you know they're gonna win like they're just yes. like not gonna lose weeks yeah right yep. so Perfect. i think those are our bets uh i think we're gonna take a little break and when we come back let's rank the top five uh we're gonna rank top five nfl qbs going into this season purely just based off of talent not winning a super bowl just our top five qbs in the nfl so we'll be right back with that Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our top five NFL QB rankings. Um, Max, why don't you just list off your top five QBs in the NFL right now, starting with five? Okay. Um, this is just going to be I, – I, I don't know what I'm doing. But I, I'm thinking, okay, for me, top one is Josh Allen. And um, and the reason why is he's just he, – he's got – Just fire through the list. Fire through the list. Fire through the list. All right, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. Um, Pat's, Pat's got a lot of good talent around him, whatever. Number three, this one could actually change, but for me, it's just going to be Tom Brady. Just until I see him fall, I'm not going to take him off. Four, Justin Herbert. Five, Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers could be higher. It's only because he has no fucking weapons. Ayahuasca. Shout out Ayahuasca. Shout out Ayahuasca. My top five is one, Josh Allen. Two, Mahomes. Three, Rodgers. Four, Brady. Five, Wilson. Um. We have the same top two. So I think we have the same top two, so we don't really need to talk about it a lot. Uh, I think Josh Allen is either going to win an MVP or win a Super Bowl or I think both. one of or both. I think either or both of those things will happen this season. Mm-hmm. They are geared up more than any team right now. I mean, they are fucking loaded on both sides of the ball. Stephon Diggs is a fucking monster. Their defense is great. Josh Allen is unbelievable. I mean, watching him as a Patriots fan, especially in the playoffs last year when he could just 
make a play at a snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's running the ball, he's also like six five. The dude's yeah. huge, huge. So, like he can he can take hits and keep going. Uh, he makes plays with his legs, but he also has a phenomenal arm. So and Josh a phenomenal Allen team around him. Yeah, and a great coach too. Yeah. So I love it. Same and Pat Mahomes. Um, he obviously had a little bit of a stinker season last year for him, even though he's still relatively awesome. I think this is a bounce back season. I think Andy Reid figured out some new schemes. They got rid of Tyreek, which I think they kind of needed to do. They upgraded every position that they needed, as in they got O O line protection for Pat Mahomes, which is absolutely what they needed. Um, I think Juju's going to get unlocked, and be, people get argue that Juju had a terrible season, but. He had a corpse throwing him the football. That was my team. And I fucking big Ben was throwing three yard out of bounds passes that like were wobbling. Like I he couldn't move. Spirals. He, could, he, yeah. couldn't move. he didn't want to get hit. He didn't want to move. He was too old. Um, so Juju just by having a better quarterback is going to be unlocked. I think um, I just really like the weapons that the chiefs have. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on them, which is not a smart thing for me. Number three with Tom Brady. I just think until I see him, not be awesome then you can't keep him on off this list but you know this could be the year um he looks a little he had a, cra- it's plastic been a crazy surgery. plastic surgery yeah. yeah jesus and i him and giselle are seem to be on the outs so you know if his mind's not on football um you know and he, and he did retire so i mean like he's all over the place yeah he's he's all over the place that's i think i'm gonna put i put rogers third just because i think that's Rogers. A good pick. I think Rodgers right now has more talent than Tom Brady does. I think Rodgers has a lot left in the tank, to be honest. Um, and I think his arm power is unbelievable, uh, besides the fact that he can't win an important playoff game. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. He's just such a regular season guy. So I think you have to put him on the list. Uh, Brady, obviously, is just a straight-up winner. All he does is fucking yeah. win, period. So, I mean, I, just talent-wise, I'm going to put Rodgers uh, third over Brady and that, Brady, Brady fourth. And that's fair because he's coming off literally an MVP season. So yeah, I mean, like, and he has potential to go back to back. Yeah. Um, for sure. I just, I, although he does zero weapons also. Yeah. Um, I think his top uh, receiver is going to be Al Nazard or I, I was just going to say the same Scanling. Thing. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of a mess. Uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are going to have to have huge seasons. I think actually, I mean, Aaron Jones will be his top receiver as a back. Uh, they'll be, they'll be really good. I don't know if they'll be really good, but they'll be solid. Uh, I really like their backfield, and you have Aaron Rodgers, so he can just make plays whenever. If his receivers develop any kind of hands, because they run really good routes, they're really talented. Um, they get open downfield, which is perfect for Rodgers. You know, losing Devontae Adams obviously hurts a ton, mm. but I think they're – you obviously – it's like losing a guy and saying, all right, we well, still have Tom Brady. You still have Aaron Rodgers. Like, you still have these yeah. guys that are unbelievably talented in a really solid backfield. So I, I think they'll – I think – Rodgers will still have a really good season. Yeah, I'm just a little worried. Maybe this year age is a factor, but who knows? That's kind of a redundant point. Like we've been saying that every year, and these guys just keep playing football at the highest level. So yeah, and then um, I had Herbert four, and that's probably too high, but I love him. Uh, He's he's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks for a while. Um, and he has a good amount of weapons this year, which I'm really excited about. He can throw the deep ball better than like almost anyone in the league. He's such a great quarterback and he's extremely young. I can't wait to see what he does this year. I'm a big, big uh, Justin Herbert fan. I really like him and I'm sure I'm overvaluing him a little bit, but I, I don't care. It's my list, man. I'm loving, I'm loving Justin Herbert. I like Herbert too. Uh, I would just say currently I don't have him in my top five because I think 
this year will be a breakout year for him. And I yeah. think next year, I think people will have him in, his, in their top five. Yeah. Uh, I have Russell Wilson at five. That's I think one. he's still a very, very, very good quarterback. I just think that he, you know, finally got away from Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll wasn't really using Wilson to the best of uh, his ability, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, now that he's in Denver, I think with the great weapons, not that they didn't have weapons in Seattle, but, you know, he's fully healthy now. He's in a new environment where they're really geared up to win a Super Bowl. I think his mind's going to be sharp. Uh, obviously, you know, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be locked in for the season. I think he's going to have a great year. And I just still think that he's really, really talented. Um, I just want to talk about a couple of the notable, uh, like, people that we left off. Snubs. Um, yeah, snubs. I left off Lamar Jackson because he's in this contract dispute. And so that could go one of two ways. Either he's be- playing for a new contract, so he looks um, absolutely amazing, or he um, has his mind elsewhere and doesn't look so amazing. But I think it's pro- he's probably going to be really amazing this year. My thing with him is that um, I question a lot of his like passing decision-making. A lot of times he makes some weird plays that I'm you know questioning why he did that. And I think um, I like quarterbacks that scramble. I do, but I, I I think sometimes he overdoes it, and I just get a little worried about him putting himself in situations where if he's going to be the be- the most the highest paid player on the on, on my team, I just want him to be a little bit more cautious in what he's doing so he can have a longer career. But that's not really a great argument to keep him off the list. I just don't know if he's throwing wise as talented as maybe the other guys on the list. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's what I think it is really. I don't think he's as talented as Allen, Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, and Wilson at the moment. Um, yeah, obviously he's talented in different ways, using his legs a lot more than obviously all of these QBs do. Um, mm-hmm. But I I still don't think I think I don't know, man. He, he it's tough because I feel like if you kind of swap him out with Wilson, he's de- I don't think he's definitely not top four. I don't think he's better than Allen, Mahomes, Brady, or Rogers right now. But if you kind of slid him in at five, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, uh, over Wilson or over a Herbie, but you know, I would like him to see. I would. I want to see him win more games first, um, and win you know kind of important games. I know that they're yeah. geared up for to have an um try to put together a Super Bowl run. Although J.K. Dobbins is fucking hurt right now because that guy just can't stay healthy. Nope. But I, I Lamar's a great quarterback. There's no question. Uh, there's so many talented quarterbacks across the league. Um, and it's funny because a lot of these guys, four of these guys are in the AFC, which I think yeah, is hilarious. Uh, it is funny. Herbert also in the AFC, uh, mm-hmm. Lamar also in the AFC. The AFC is fucking completely loaded. It's really yeah. fun to have this many good quarterbacks and this many good teams across the NFL because yeah. while I do think the Bills are like the favorites for the Super Bowl, I think the league as a whole is, is wide open. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, One, and then I'm out on Kyler Murray. I'm fully out on him. I think anytime you have to put in a clause to not play video games. They um, took that out, by the way. I know they took it out, but I think they only took it out because he made a fucking big stink about it. Yeah, um, he did. And I just, I don't like the way um, he handles himself in terms of it's always everyone else's fault. He never takes um, credit for anything. He's an undersized quarterback. He can't seem to stay super healthy. When he came back, he didn't seem to love getting hit. Not that you should, not that anyone like loves it, but he seemed to be a little bit more skittish, um, which, I mean, I know that's unfair for me to ask for you not to run as much, but then also to enjoy getting hit. But you, you could just see a little bit of a difference. Like he's five, six, his or not five, six. He's like five, eight or whatever. I keep calling everyone five, six. He's very short. I don't know what your fucking problem is with five, six, man. For a quarterback, it's just like if your linemen are six, seven, he's five, six, ten. He is five ten. All right, Tyler's five ten. Russell Wilson's five eleven. All so. right, so yeah, I'm just short off kings. On the short kings I'm, are up. I'm off short on the heights. 
I'm very off on the heights, but I just don't love him. Average being height, at, Max. That's actually above average height. I know. I'm just I'm just off on the heights. But anyways, I just don't love him be, being undersized. Um, I don't love his his just the way he is. I don't like Arizona as a whole. I'm just worried about yeah. betting any Mar- like I don't like Marquise Brown. Tons of drops. I thought that was a bad trade for them. He can't. He literally has brick hands and he drops the ball all the time. Um, I'm just out on Arizona. I'm out on Kyler Murray. I don't like I don't like the way he. He, he, I could see him being one of those guys that just goes and plays baseball. Like, for, for I think Kyler's uber talented, and I think he's an incredible athlete. I just don't yeah. like his game in the NFL. And he's like um, a baby. He's a little bitch. Uh, he yeah. he moans and complains, and he like could you kick said, the shit out of me. But still, he, yeah, right. He could murder any of us. But the accountability factor with Kyler's tough. Um, yeah. he makes some really fun plays, but he also makes a lot of bad plays doing the same thing. Yeah, uh, running around in the pocket, trying to get out, uh, trying to scramble and make plays, you know, and, you know, he's historically been horrible after COD comes out. Yeah, because it's he's ridiculous. Like, just like go, there's just go literal be, just stats. Go, be, go, look at the go stats. be a streamer. Like, like just go yeah. be a streamer. The, like, look at the stats, like his his um, efficiency, everything like his yard, like as soon as COD comes out, it just dips. And that's I don't want that. You know, like if you're in Arizona, I think you are really put in a tough spot where I think you had to sign him, to be honest. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I don't think you're in a position if you're Arizona to tank and try to get another quarterback in the draft quite yet. No. But I wouldn't be shocked if they had a middle of the pack season and then took a quarterback either this year or next year, uh, depending yeah. on how Kyler does. And then Kyler will get all pissy about it and go to Twitter. Um, I hope, and then I, hope or, I, I like, I really hope this doesn't happen, but what if at the end of the season, Kyler has like an MVP year and the Cardinals are like <laughs> the best team in the NFL. Dude, if we it fucking look back on this and we're like, we are fully, fully, fully. No stupid. one saw that. No one saw that cap coming. No, that would just be completely like out of the blue. Insane. Yeah, right. yeah. So you can't be too beat up about that. And then the other one that's left off Joe Burrow. I definitely think he can be on this list. He's just injured right now. Burr. So that's why. That's why I took yeah, I, I don't see the thing with Joe Burrow is he's really good, but he's just not as good as these other guys. Yeah, he's like that's not super like, talented. There's, there's the one tier where I think with the top four guys, I think that's like tier one for me. I'm going to be a little generous with the tiers. I think that's tier one. And then tier two is for me is Herbert, uh, Lamar, um, Burrow, like all those Burrow. guys that are insanely talented. Stafford, too. Like he falls under that category yeah. of just kind of tier two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's obviously me being generous with, you know, large tier sizes. But yeah, you know, that's that's just where I have. All right. That's fair. I like it. All right. Anything else you want to cover before we uh, before we end it, before we call it a pod? Yeah, let's do um, some UFC real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk so talk some UFC. Yeah. So I'm just going to highlight some upcoming uh, fights and some um, bets. Uh, We already did this on the Uppercut podcast, so you can check that out if you want a little bit more. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. this is a fucking amazing card. I'm really, really, really excited for this card. There's a lot of fun betting opportunities. There's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a great card. There's gonna be a lot of just really great fighters on it. So um talking about some fighters to highlight. First one, Benoit Saint Denis versus Gabriel Miranda. I'm I don't know too much about Gabriel Miranda, but I do know about Benoit Saint Denis. And Essentially, his story is he fought, I don't know what it's called, but it's the French equivalent of the Navy SEALs. And he something something French. Yeah. So it was the French equivalent of like the Navy SEALs. I just don't know what the fucking name of the. Yeah, it, no, I was saying it's something. French. Oh, the, some, yeah. I some, some, some French words. Sorry, I'm a dumbass. Um, anyway, so Benoit is an absolute uh, just fucking brickhead. Like he he was fighting this guy, Nick. Um, oh, shit. Nick um, something some he was some german dude um 
And basically that guy was kicking the shit out of Benoit and he just stayed awake, bit down on his mouth guard, took it, and then ended up submitting him. So Benoit comes in at a minus 280 favorite. Um, so it might not be worth betting him, but it might be worth parlaying him. And I just really like him at this position. He's a great fighter. He fought not too long ago and he's, he's going to be a really fun fight to watch. He just, he stands and bangs a lot and he can get you on the ground too, if needed, but he's a, he's just a great fucking fighter. Um, next fight worth mentioning Joaquin Buckley, his brother's, I think going to be coming on the uppercut podcast. His brother's also a fighter. There you go. So stay tuned for that. Joaquin Buckley is five foot 10, 184 pounds. And I don't know if you can see this picture of him. He is a fucking, he's made out of stone. Oh, he's terrifying. That guy's terrifying. He's made out of stone. He's fighting, um, Imavov, who sounds like he might be Dagestani out of, um, out of, uh, France. He's a six, three, 185. Usually with the Dagestanis, you're going to have a ton of wrestling. Um, but these guys are both actual strikers. So this is just going to be a super fun striking fight. And Joaquin comes at a plus 220 underdog. It's definitely worth sprinkling some cash on that because if they stand and bang, Joaquin Buckley throws some insane shots and he has the power to knock you out. The only problem is, is if they do end up standing and banging, Imavov has a pretty distinct reach. Actually, no, he doesn't. He's, he's given up an inch in reach. So honestly, I'm liking Joaquin Buckley in this spot, especially because they're going to stand and bang. And uh, yeah, that's what Joaquin Buckley does best. So plus 220, kind of a steal worth worth um sprinkling next fight that i love abyss mago 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 made versus dustin stoltzfoot by the way let me let me cut you off for a sec these fucking names man i know these ufc names I, it's great that it's an international sport but man are they fucking I, hard yeah. to pronounce jesus Dude, christ i know and um like when I, when we have to do the fucking preview review it's it's just a shit show yeah. a lot of these names i'm just butchering yeah. but yeah. abyss mago made um so obviously that he's he's fighting out of Germany. Obviously he's not fucking German. He's that's a Dagestani. Um, he, so the guy he's fighting is me, Jeff, and Mikey. The the that, that's the two guy, the three guys that do the uh, Uppercut podcast. We love Dustin Stoltzfus. He's from this Amish area. His family, his parents were Amish, and um, he's not Amish himself, but he he is fluent in German, and so he like fights out of germany as well he's not fighting out of germany for this card he's actually taking on some guy who's fighting out of germany but that guy's not germany's dagestani as i said Makes this guy sense. yes this guy stoltzfutz is one of the funniest fighters you're gonna see every time he throws a punch he falls over he also picked up a guy in his last fight put him over his shoulder and slammed him on the ground um both of these guys like i said dagestani's wrestle so both of these guys are gonna wrestle a ton and Stoltzfus is an elite wrestler. I don't think he's going to get this win, but I do think it's worth betting this fight to go the distance because it's just going to be a wrestling fight and it's going to be pretty boring, honestly, but it's worth betting it to go to the distance because usually grappling matches go to decision. Um, and it's just worth watching because Dustin Stoltzfus is a fucking weirdo and he does a lot of really funny shit. So it's going to be fun to watch. And if this guy's fighting out of Germany... Um, when they're yelling him instructions, Dustin Stoltzfus can fully understand what he's saying. So it's just worth mentioning that. Next fight, Charles Dordain versus Nathaniel Wood. This is going to be one of the best fights on this card. Both of these guys are absolute brawlers. Nathaniel Wood fought on the last Patty the Batty card. Um, that was a shit card, but Nathaniel Wood in that fight completely threw down. He had some of the sharpest striking I've seen in a very, very long time. He looks awesome. He's taken on a guy in Charles Jordan who just lost via split decision. It was a very close fight. 
Charles Jordan is most famous for doing a Sparta kick to this guy that sent him flying across the ring. This is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Both of these guys love fighting. There's not going to be a lot of wrestling. Both these guys are going to stand and bang. And Nathaniel Wood comes in at a plus 125 underdog. I'm going to sprinkle a little cash on that because he looked so fucking good in his last fight that it's worth it's worth sprinkling on him if they're going to stand and bang like that, like they're supposed to, because he looked sharp. And then um, the next fight is the co-main event. This is Robert Whitaker versus uh, Marvin Vittori. I fully expect Robert Whitaker to get the win here. Um, it's going to be a really fucking boring fight, but the reason I highlight it is because the next fight, Cyril Gone versus Ty Tuavisa. If you Gone. do an Aussie part, yeah, if you do an Aussie parlay of Tuavisa and Whitaker, that's like a really that's I think you get plus five sixty five is the odds. So it's worth it's worth it. Um, yeah, the Whitaker Vittori fight is going to be pretty shit. Honestly, it's going to be a really boring fight. But I'm just going to be it's going to be fun to I, I'm going to enjoy watching it. I don't know how many other people will. Um, but Cyril Gone versus Ty Tuavisa for whatever reason. It sounds like they're going to be standing and banging in this one. And if that's the case, give me tie to a visa by KO all fucking day. That's wow. all he does. Wow. The thing is, the thing is, he can't wrestle for shit. He has horrible wrestling. He can't kick. All he can do is punch. But if they're standing and banging and he keeps it close enough where he's avoiding the kicks, because the thing with Cyril Gon is Cyril Gon's a kickboxer. So if Ty gets caught with a head kick, um, he might be in trouble. So if he keeps it close enough where they just stand and bang, Ty's going to win this one. But he is a very heavy underdog, so don't don't get a uh, you, you might not you know don't get too mad if he loses. But and Cyril Gon, for the record, is the better fighter. Just for what they might be doing, Ty can definitely pull this one out. It's definitely possible. Give me the Aussie parlay. I'm loving there it. There you go. There you go. That's talking UFC. Uh, I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw that ESPN came out with grades for the Donovan Mitchell trade. Yes, they gave the Cavs a seat. That was I saw that. That's fucking horrific. I disagree. Um, I completely disagree. But the thing is, I posted a poll on Twitter, and twenty-one percent gave them a C to, for the Cavs, and seven percent gave people gave them an F. And then for the Jazz, fifty percent got a B, twenty-nine percent got a C. So I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's I, definitely an A for the Cavs at the le- at the very. I don't least. think it's an. I don't think it's an A because I think an. A would be maybe he like fits keeping, perfect keeping, with what they're keeping, trying to do. Yeah, true. He does they get rid like, of that. I think if they kept Sexton or someone like that, that would have been crazy. Uh, but I Sexton know that was never going to happen though. Yeah, like Sexton. If they they could have kept Sexton, they didn't want to. He didn't fit well with Garland at all. He's a little bit too ball dominant. Um, and he just wants to eat. I I don't I I think it's I'd give, actually I give it a B plus A minus for the Cavs. Yeah, I, I think that's. I honestly think it's an A. I think it's an addition by subtraction for Sexton. Even like getting yeah, right. getting him at Donovan fits so much better. They needed a score and they got their guy. Period. Yeah, and it makes Isaac. It really unlocks Isaac Okoro because he just was a horrible offensive player, but he's one of the best defenders you know there is. So now you you literally don't have to worry about him on offense anymore. Right. I just think it's really perfect. All right, that's All right. a pod. I think that's, that's it, pod. right? Yeah, great episode. That was a phenomenal episode. Make sure to uh, download, share with a friend, um, like. We're about follow. to hit three thousand listens. Yeah, we're about to we're about to get in the thick of it. Uh, we're going back to school. We got a schedule that we're gonna be following religiously. We got a ton of football coming up. I mean, we're we're gonna do so many so many great things with uh with all the sports coming up this this season. So I I can't fucking wait. Basketball's in five weeks. Starts Basketball's, in October. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have college football. Uh, NFL, NBA, college basketball, UFC. UFC. 
all at the same time. I mean, it's going to be a madhouse, but we can't fucking wait. So make sure to wait. stay along, stay with us because we're going to be posting uh, religiously. So we're going to be sending yeah. the schedule and we're going to be having a ton of fun. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Max, any final words, closing words? Remarks? No, thank you all so much for listening. Um, it's, uh, I can't fucking wait to get to work and uh, yeah, keep your ears open. We've got a lot of content coming. Vanderbilt minus 18. Against Elon. Loving it. Lock it in. Spike. Right. Thank you guys. See you, boys. See you.